0: Hey everyone and happy new year and welcome to the first podcast of 2024. We're on episode 205 of the Your Money Your Life podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Alano Saporu. Before we get into it, make sure you like, subscribe, five-star rate and review this first podcast of the year. We have a long year to go and a fun year to go. So make sure you do that. If you're watching on YouTube, do the same. Let's dive right into the market. I was just going over the market notes. This week was one of a pullback. It was just a little bit of um, a breather for the rally that we've seen in the market over the last couple of months. And that's very, very normal, very, very safe thing for the market to do. It's a broadening out of the leaders of the market of 2023, which was primarily the Magnificent Seven, the big tech um, leaders and growth leaders really pulled the market forward in 2023. And now we're seeing a broadening out of you know small caps, healthcare, the Dow, um, different things that are kind of leading the way in 2024 so far, and a breather for some of the um, fast-flying names of 2023. So very, very normal, very healthy for the market. Um, and we said that, I said that on CNBC a couple of days ago when I talked about the 2024 outlook. Um, so we did get some more data. There was the private payrolls data, which showed that um, private payrolls added in December 164,000, which is way above estimates, which is way above November, um, and it's showing a, a pretty much still a tight labor market that's seen growth. Um, which you know, now it's it's a thing where what's the Fed going to do with this new data, right? So we see a rebound in leisure and hospitality, which led the way. Um, in this growth for for um, jobs and, and other, other areas of the market, other areas of the job market that are still, still st- showing a lot of strength. So that's um, a big thing to keep our eyes on and where jobs go, well, because again, the linchpin for all of this is, as far as the Fed's policy, is what happens with the economy. So if we see the economy slip, if we see unemployment rise, if we see the housing crash, then we will get rate cuts. But until then, we more than likely won't get rate cuts and rates will stay high for a while so that we can slow down the economy. And so that's still the linchpin in all of this. And it's um, a place where I think people can be patient right now. There was a lot of um, exuberance at the end of 2023. Now it's time to be patient. Speaking of jobs, though, if we get into our segment on current news, there are now fewer Americans quitting work. So I thought this story was interesting because the number of Americans who voluntarily quit their job, hit hit the lowest level in November uh, since September, 2020. So they're doing this because yes, jobs are still out there and growth is still somewhat there, but it's not like what it was before. It's harder to find. You have to dig a little deeper. It may take a little bit longer, especially than it was during 2021 um, and the craziness of the end of 2020. So the Bureau of Labor Statistics reports that um quits declined to 3.5 million uh, to 5 million, as job openings eased to 8.8 million a two-year low. So the job openings and labor turnover survey also showed that the hiring fell to 5.3 million. So we are getting the you know a seasonality in the jobs the private payrolls that we saw in December because a lot of that is seasonality, a lot of that is retail, a lot of that is leisure during a heavy spending time during the holidays. Um, but if you look at it from a totality of a longer period Um, there are definitely some cracks that are starting to slow. They're slowing down. That is 100% for sure. So more people are realizing that and they're like, all right, I'm not going to jump my job or leave my job because I may or may not find something right away or in a reasonable time frame that makes sense for me. Um, And so that's something you're going to see more and more because the resignation that we saw during the boom times of hiring is not at the same rate because the prospects are not the same. Um, and we just talked about jobs, and now we're getting to the Fed rate cut, cut plan. So the Fed had their meeting minutes, and while the Fed reserve, reserve expects to cut interest rates by 75 basis points this year, the meetings la- the minutes last month, meaning their their process, their meeting notes, showed no clear timeline of when that will begin. The central bank officials uh, also kept the option open to rising rates again on the table. Don't see that happening. I think we keep Pat for a while, And then when they get the opportunity and when they see that there's a crack in one of those two linchpins that we we mentioned, they will start to cut rates at that time. So inflation is also a third kind of seminal linchpin because it has cooled, but it's not fully at their target. So that is another area that we'll have to watch closely. And again, being patient right now is probably the most important thing. Speaking of inflation, there was a story that inflation is eating into jobless benefits. So um, for unemployed Americans, of course, some unemployed Americans can get jobless benefits. A third of states account for neither wage growth nor inflation of payouts. So meaning, I'm assuming it's looked at like annually or some sort of periodic, periodical period or something. So they give these um, unemployment people benefits um, and whatever check, that, whether it's a month or, or so often, it's not accounting for inflation. So they're not raising it. You know, they call it an inflation raise at people's jobs where they get a, a raise based on inflation, like maybe it's 3%, 2% that you at least should get. But in some areas, these jobless benefits aren't counting that. So they're getting the same amount that they would have got two, three, four years ago, when inflation is many times over um, what it was two, three uh, years ago, the rate of inflation, I should say. Um, So that's something that is actually really, um, really sad to see as far as that is definitely a huge disadvantage for someone that's on these unemployment benefits, especially over periods of time. Their purchasing power is much, much less than it was two or three years ago. Um, so yeah, that's got to be something to look at. I don't know if it's a, a, a it's got to be a government and political procedure legislation to get that uh, rectified because um, it's going to be hard for someone to keep up if they're getting the same amounts as far as unemployment benefits. And, you know, inflation is is where it's at right now. We focus a lot on jobs, the economy, workforce. And now we're looking at Xerox, who said they're going to cut 15% of their workforce. So they just announced they're going to put cut about 3,000 jobs. They're going to overhaul its executive, their executive leadership, their global operations. This comes after the printing giant uh, seeks to show up its core print business, while also ramping up efforts to grow its IT and digital service arm. So they're trying to move more digital. They're trying to move more to cloud. They realize that that's going to be the the driving force of growth for most companies um over the next decade. And so they're making they're going to cut jobs um and they're saying that roughly uh, 1500 New York employees will be impacted by the layoffs. Um they actually reduced their workforce by 12% in 2022. They're getting really lean. Um interesting. At the end they had 12, 20 20,500 employees. So they're making a lot of cuts. Um and, you know, that's going to be really, really interesting to watch going forward is how, how deep they cut. And just in general, other companies, again, we talked about tech already did their cuts. We talked about Wall Street still doing theirs and Main Street still continuing to do cuts because people are right-sizing based on their projections of 2024. Um, and so some companies are making those cuts because they believe that 2024 might be slower for them in that regard. If, if there's an economic slowdown, a lot of companies might see that things will be slower. This is an interesting fact. Nearly half of Americans, adults, are going to participate in Dry January. If you're out there, are you going to participate in Dry January? Let me know why you're doing it. What's the reason? If you're doing it, Um, people are participating. It 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 makes sense for some. There was a couple other stories that I wanted to get to. It Was overall Quiet Week, Holiday Week. Uh, We talked about goal setting last week. We'll talk about the outlook of the market. And and I think generally speaking if we're, we're going towards, you know, more of a 2024 outlook, which we kind of gave last time, um, I think, you know, interest rates won't be going down until employment goes up. So that's been said for a while here, employment, employment real estate continue to crack, those things have to crack before um, interest rates kind of go down. You're now seeing that, um, you know, the, if you're focusing on kind of the bigger picture, you know, Stocks. Um, You're gonna look into the high end, you know, growth areas. Those will be good areas, of course, at on the long term that we always are looking at. Um, some defensive stocks. We like healthcare in the defensive area. and um, some areas, in that as well. I think generally there'll be a decent cooling right now as we wait until to see what is going on with the general economy. I think there's going to be a, a little bit of cooling for the to start the year, but I think that will generally shake itself out over time. Again, this is just um a great one, it's just a great way a good way for us to look at and take a bird's eye view on what's going on. So the general picture is that um crypto making a comeback, I presume it'll continue to make a comeback throughout the end of this year and into next year. So that's areas that will come back. Um but generally be a slower growth period. It, it will be a period where you know, high-end growth stocks will, will do decent over the long period of this year. Um, but again, we're not going to see, I don't believe we're going to see the crazy double-digit returns that we saw uh, in the market um, this year as we did last, right? Like I think it'll be a more tempered, normalized um, return year for, for the market in general. And this is bar. this is base case, barring anything extraneous that could happen. Um, this is kind of the base base case twenty twenty four. So I think people can focus on, you know, shoring up income, shoring up other plays, um, shoring up saving for different things that they're you know saving for, making sure you're plowing into your IRAs, your retirements and stuff that you know, are for long term, making sure you're looking for other ways to add income to have saved income to your to your retirement accounts, to your investment accounts so that you can one just feel a lot better in this period because again, it's a different period of time than it was in 2021, 2022, um, and even 2023. So um, that's where we stand on it so far. We'll be able to update and read it as things go on because, of course, you're going to get more data as things go. Let's go into the question of the week this week. Question of the week. Return a New Leaf, it is January 2024. I keep saying it to myself because it's so weird already. That year flew by. but with that, people in a couple months will be doing their taxes. Not now. I'm assuming most people are kind of waiting to the last minute, which I'm assuming most people do, or they extend and do it in October. But the question is a tax-like question. It's Question of the day, if a single person taking the standard deduction makes 40000 how much will they pay in federal income taxes? The standard deduction, I think it increased, but I think it's like around twelve. So if the standard deduction is 12000 I think, or what, what is that? Um. Okay, so let's see. The answer that would pay in federal income tax on forty thousand dollars made is two thousand nine hundred and eighteen dollars. So they said the standard deduction is actually thirteen thousand eight hundred and fifty. So that would mean that there it was twenty six, uh, t- roughly twenty six thousand, that could be taxable. Um. So ten percent of that, uh, on the first eleven thousand, that must be the rate for some, uh, of the first eleven thousand. Um is around fifty one thousand. Um, twelve percent on the remaining amount, was roughly eighteen hundred. That will give the person roughly around twenty nine hundred that they would pay in taxes. So yes, if you remember, it's a marginal. They look at the marginal tax rate, so they put. But that for single filers, the top tax rate is um, six hundred nine thousand or more. Um, and it's thirty seven percent for married individual joint filers. It's top. Tax rate is thirty-seven percent, and it's seven hundred thirty thousand or more um, there. So, interestingly enough, to know those are interesting numbers to get to get a hold of. Um, interesting. Just looking at all the tax brackets here as well. This is something that people can get a hold of as well. Um, interesting enough, folks. That is um, a good question of the week. I think it really breaks down kind of how to think about how you actually are taxed. There's some more stuff that's coming out. Look at the SECURE Act, um, which did have some new uh, data within it. So this is a break from normal. I want to talk to people a little bit more about that and what they could essentially see um, in there. So really, um, there was a new um, directive, SECURE Act 2.0 Act of 2022, um, it had a bunch of different, um, retirement related updates to this legislation. There's a startup tax credit, um, that people can get. Um, there's a automatic enrollment and escalation is expand, catch up contributions for those over a certain age. So now if you're 60, between 60 and 63, you could do $10,000, um, extra into, to some things. There's so much done in the secure act. So I'm going to break it down, um, uh, for folks, um, and and really, really break it down. Probably a further episode, but we'll go into it more detail. Talk about the secure Act and how that could be um, beneficial for people, just to be aware of. Um, so this is a preview of it. We're gonna go for it in more detail and talk about um, how that could be potentially beneficial for you. Probably, probably in the next episode. With that said, we will see you in the next episode. Take care.